You're listening to Nowhere to Run with Chris White on the Revelations Radio Network. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Nowhere to Run. Thank you for showing up and tuning in. If you've got any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always go to the website, nowheretorunradio.com, and send your emails to me through the website. That's probably one of the best ways to get a hold of me. And let's see. Let's just jump right in. I haven't really talked to you guys for a while. I mean, I've put out a few podcasts and whatnot, but they have been kind of just audios from videos and things like that. I haven't really just sat down and, and shot from the hip, as it were. So let's talk. Future Congress was probably before that is when my last show like that was. So let's talk Future Congress. The highlight of Future Congress for me was uh, baptizing a brother named Mark. And that was just awesome. I'm going to put that uh, video on the show notes of this podcast. That was really the best thing that happened at Future Congress for me. And I'm just just blown away that I get to, to do that. And it's just such a wonderful thing to be able to do and to uh, and to be just be a part of somebody's life in that way. So it, it was awesome. And Mark's testimony is actually on Revelations Radio Network weekly or, or in weekly. That is also a new podcast that I started not too long ago that you can get to by going to the website. So Future Congress, it was cool. I didn't really get to watch a lot of the speakers. Actually, uh, I saw a few here and there, but honestly, I didn't really go to that many. Hung out with some friends and stuff, Andrew Hoffman and his wife, um, hung out with them, hung out with uh, all the guys I already know and met, met a lot of people I didn't know too, but have talked to on online and stuff like that. So it was a great opportunity for, I think, everybody involved to network with one another. There was a lot of people there. It was a great success. So it, it was a good time. You know, honestly, I, I wouldn't give a completely glowing review myself. I know that... It, I'm probably, um, I don't know. I, there's some things that a lot of the things that people said there, I didn't agree with hundred percent, you know, and it's not like I disagreed with their basic premises or anything that, that I don't want to give you that impression because I agree. And I, I think that everybody there is essentially super on the same team and we're already a niche sort of thing, you know, uh, and, but, but there are some things, there were some things at the conference, I would say, uh, that's probably not a great thing to be teaching people. And I wouldn't agree with that, but I wrestled a lot with the idea of, does it really matter? How much does it matter? Am I wor- worrying about how many angels can dance on the head of a pen as they say, or what? And, you know, I don't know, especially in regard to the alien deception. Hey, look, we believe that there's a possible alien deception that's, that's pretty good. We shouldn't really quarrel too much about how exactly that might shake down. So I really tried to to bite my lip a little bit as I heard what was being said in some of those presentations. But nevertheless, I'm the one that could be wrong about all that stuff. So although I disagreed with some of it, I thought it was overall a great uh, success. Had a lot of opportunities to talk with people that were in varying <laughs> stages of... Um, freaking out, I guess, you know, a lot of really new conspiracy knowing abouters. And, you know, I certainly remember what it was like for me first uh, year or two, very, very difficult to 
try to figure out what was all going on with the world, you know? Here I'd been told what I thought was going on with the world wasn't going on with the world. So, especially males, although it's certainly not a male-specific thing, it's a male and female thing, but, but a lot of times you see it in males where we are just, we want to have an answer for everything, you know? Um, even if somebody asks us a question we don't really know the answer to, we're like, well, I've got a, I've got an answer for that. Um, and so when somebody tells you everything that you know about the world is wrong, then you kind of got to scramble around and like, oh, you know. And so there's like a year or two where I just like ingested everything that I possibly could. And I know a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about, that sort of compulsive thing. I'm here to tell you, though, of a guy that's been been there and done that, I mean, to a degree. I mean, that was 11 years ago for me when I was doing that uh, in that freak out mode. And now 11 years have passed. I've heard that, you know. The, the economic crisis was always just around the corner. It, it might be now, indeed, but I've certainly heard the exact same story for quite a long time. We were always just about to do something for 11 years. I think that mainly I got jaded by it, but I think that that also comes in combination with the peace that the Lord gives you. One of the fruits of the of the Spirit is peace. And I was thinking about that uh, recently, that as that develops in your life, even though the world is crashing down and may may in fact be actually crashing down right now. I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I, I do feel an overwhelming sense of trust in the Lord about it. And and I know a lot of people say that, and it's kind of like, ah, oh, sure, you you'll, you trust in the Lord. I'll trust in my stored food. Thank you very much. And I think that it's not so much a... I wouldn't always discuss use it as like just a faith thing. I, I kind of look at it now as an experience thing. If you are talking with the Lord, and you have been for a certain amount of time, and you ask him for the things that you need on a regular basis, whatever it is, and you've seen him come through in ways that are unexplainable over a certain amount of time, that has built up a, a, a real trust, not a, a fake trust, an actual trust in the Lord. And you start to be like, no, I think he's pretty much got it covered. I think he really is in control of this. Um, and and even if a worst case scenario happens, um, I think that there's a really interesting verse in the Bible that says, "Having food and clothing, and therewith be content." I mean, that's you know what's so cool about that verse is that if you could really do that, if you could really be content with like it's just you and your family and the clothes on your back and a picnic basket, then if you are cool with that then you are pretty solid. You know, there's a lot less to worry about. Um, but, of course, you know, I mean, there's there's any number of things that can happen, and certainly we are not just prompt. I mean, even that is is able to be taken away. And, in fact, you know, it says we are to go through tribulations. A lot of our brothers and sisters in the past have gone through tremendous trials and tortures and, and death and all kinds of stuff. Um, there must be something more that we need to, that, that we hold more sacred than all of that. And of course, that is the rock that we build our house on. So when the winds and the waves crash in, we're okay because our house is built on a rock. Um, I know that sounds like a lot of rhetoric, and I, 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 I trust that a lot of people are, are saying that right now. Oh, you know, you're, you don't quite, quite get it. But I'm telling you, it, you know, in, in this time period, store up faith. Begin to be in a relationship with God and, and ask him for the things that you need and begin to, you know, just be real with him. 
be in a relationship and be, build that relationship as you would with a friendship. And over time, that friendship will turn into, wow, you really do care about me. And, be, and when you find that out, when that clicks one day, when he answers a prayer in such a way that is so beautiful, in a way that sort of says, not only do I care about your needs, but I also love you as an individual, the day that that clicks is the day that it starts to make a little bit more sense. So anyway, I would just encourage people that are in that place of sort of scattered scatteredness right now. I kind of say a few different things. I say try to get done with it as, as quick as possible. Realize it's not that intriguing. Don't get caught up in the new age thing. Um, I always like the to recommend the, the video that I did, uh, Demystifying the Occult, because once you find out, like, the stuff that, you know, whoever the, the these occultists or whatever are doing is a lie for them to just get them further into the system and get them to open up doors. And that occult stuff by its nature has to look really cool and look really intriguing and sort of suggest if you know the secrets to all these symbols, then you can figure out the power behind it and you can be yourself powerful. It, it's all like a big setup, you know, it's really just a cardboard uh, front and behind it, it's got like two plywood things holding it up. It's really, there's nothing there. So once you realize that the, it's really not that mystical or, or whatever, and you start to see the world more in like the way it truly is, then that stuff doesn't get nearly as exciting enough. But as far as the, the real stuff, you know, okay, you do need to learn about how the economy actually works and blah, 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 and learn that stuff. Sure. Do it, but do it quick and then get, get to the point where you can then dive into the Bible and learn the Bible. Again, I would suggest for new Christians, verse by verse. The reason I'm so emphatic about that, and I just was talking about this today, is not because I have a, a motive to get you into, you know, I've been accused a lot of times of Calvary chapels or whatever. The, the reason I like Calvary chapels is because they are great for new believers in that they teach verse by verse and are committed to teaching verse by verse. The reason that I like that, whether it's Calvary Chapels or people like Zach Poonin out there or um, uh, with Verse by Verse Ministries, with a, uh, he's, he's not a Calvary guy, but it, Verse by Verse. I love those guys because it's very difficult for them to lead new believers astray. Um, no cult or aberrant false teaching ever does Verse by Verse teaching. And not just Verse by Verse teaching through a book of the Bible, but is committed to, that's what I do. That's how I preach. I go verse by verse through the Bible. If a person is committed to doing that, it is very unlikely that they are teaching you something that is wrong, uh, at least in regard to the big, the big major doctrine. So it's a great thing to feed new believers. And I, of course, encourage that. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff on the Christianity 101 DVDs, which I've been sending out. Real quickly on that, I've uh, been sending those out all over the world. One of my favorite things to do, I just... Am really excited about the the Christianity One One Hundred One DVDs. They are now in their fifth uh, version. <laughs> I keep adding stuff to it or taking stuff away from it. So I'm getting closer to where I'm just really excited about it. And uh, I really have been hearing that they're they're helping people out and stuff like that. All kinds of stuff. Four gigs of information on there: audio, video, text, eBooks, etc. If you want one, go to the website. Know where to run. Radio.com. Click the banner there. You can also go to Chris White Ministries, which is a new website, which is basically just um, just exactly the same thing with not as much stuff on it. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to videos. So after Future Congress, 
which to me stressed me out completely. I mean, not because of anything that was going on there, but because just the build up to it and trying to get all that stuff done and the two presentations. And then afterwards there were like, as I'm going to talk about here, a lot of video projects and a lot of other things that were going on catching up and everything. So it was just right now, the last two days have been the first time I've actually been like, ah, okay, so now what, you know, ready to start to work on some of the long-term projects that I've been wanting to work on. Uh, but anyway, so just released, New Age and its relationship to the Antichrist, about an hour and a half video, Zeitgeist History Rewritten. Two new videos called What Do I Have to Do to Be Saved and Legalism Debunked. Both of those are sort of evangelistic in nature. I really think that they go together, one to another, because the What Do I Have to Do to Be Saved is really a great uh, explanation of salvation. I, I mean, it, it was something that I worked on with my brother-in-law, actually. He wrote some of it, and I wrote some of it, and we sort of just m melded our ideas together about that. He's really strong in the on the gospel and everything. So we we kind of worked on that together and, of course, made the video. And it turned out really good, and I think it's a really great explanation of the gospel. Probably one of the ones I'm going to use in the gospel tract. I'm not sure about that yet, but probably a combination of a few of them have been getting some more permissions about that all over the place. So we will see how that all shakes down. Anyway, so the great thing about that, or the, the hard thing about that is you get done watching that and you're almost like the question then comes up, well, what about like, am I going, to, you know, because it's, what about sin, you know? What about, there's all these kind of questions that seem to be, we're getting asked a lot by people after they, heard that uh, a lot of good results of that obviously but but sort of leaves people asking those questions so legalism debunk was a really necessary part of that it's been something i've been wanting to do for a long long time i answer the questions there uh, in legalism debunked at least once or twice a day with people so or at least some aspect of their um, I've been using that argumentation with people for a long time, but when I did the research here recently for that video, I actually sort of made sure everything I was saying was correct and accurate. Um, did a lot of study about the, the nature of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament and some issues about the Ark of the Covenant and lots of those kind of things. But anyway, that was a very difficult project to do, not just in, in the functional thing. Uh, that, I don't know, it must have taken me, I would say, I'd say 50 out, I mean, maybe it's a little over the top, 40 hours is probably what it took to make, uh, that video. And normally, and I think in my head, I think videos should be made like in a day. Um, and so it stresses me out. I think when, when they end up taking that long and I spend like way too much time making it, cause I'm like, why isn't this being made yet? You know, this should be out, this should be out. Uh, and um, I remember Frank used to used to say that all the time when, when I, would, I would come out with a video like really quickly, like how in the world did you do that? And like he didn't know I'd like stayed up for like two days straight and like did didn't you know? Because in my head I think that they need to like be done very very quickly, but in terms of time they they just can't be. Anyway, legalism debunked was also difficult in regard to spiritual warfare. I've never been attacked so much as with this legalism debunked project, it was like I was in a rock'em sock'em robots ring and got my, it was difficult. And, um, and you would think I would get a lot more of that with, uh, the occultism and new age stuff or whatever. But that one with legalism was the worst thing I ever 
have uh, have ever dealt with, at least in, in recent times. A very, very difficult process. But I'm glad it's done. There was still a lot of residual sort of warfare after I got it out. So, you know, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a boxing match in general doing sort of event or I guess whatever it is that I do. Um, and I was actually talking about that with a pastor yesterday and he was kind of saying it's sort of like cyclical, you know, some days are great and some days are really low, you know, and it's difficult. Sometimes you, you know, the, the highs are so high, you know, people are getting saved, lives are getting changed, sin issues are being dealt with, you know, and then the flip side of that is exactly the opposite. You know, I mean, people, uh, you know, are mad or, you know, a lot of the angry people come out of nowhere and, uh, you know, there's attacks and there's lies and there's, there's people you've been, people you've been working with that are, that are like going off the path and, you know, just, just those days, you know, some days are diamonds, some days are rocks, but I'm not saying, I'm not complaining. I wouldn't have it any other way. I get, I have the best uh, job in the world. Uh, to be able to do this, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, what I'm wired to do. So I'm glad to be able to have the opportunity to do it. A few different things here, public access television. Okay. So I, uh, have been doing, uh, or preparing to do public access television here in Nashville. Um, this was suggested to me by Dr. Future one day over dinner or lunch or something. He mentioned it and, it was a really good idea. So I went and checked it out and just sort of jumped on it. Um, they kind of make you have to do jump through some hoops and stuff in order to really do it, at least here in Nashville. I don't know what it's like in other places. Um, but I would just, generally speaking, first recommend this to everybody out there. I mean, public access television, the whole time I'm like, I can't believe they're letting people do this. You know, it's it's amazing that they let people do public access television. To me, it's like... The whole time, I'm like, wow, I can't believe they're letting people do this. Um, you know, whatever you're interested in, you know, I'm going to do stuff, obviously, about evangelism and, and apologetics type stuff. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But, you know, maybe you're not there. Maybe even if you just wanted to talk about the news, whatever, you know, it's a 30 minute program. It's not going to be hard for you to read some, you know, just whatever, you know, stories from the Infowars or whatever, you know. Um, it's just too easy not to do. And I think that it's very important, especially for churches out there. Uh, I think that it's something you need to really look into. It's kind of difficult, I think, for a lot of people to get like three or so people on board with something like this, because you kind of need a group of people. You don't have to, but you need sort of like a camera person, a technical director, and some some people to be your crew to even make it work. So churches really can do a lot more with that. And, and I'll just tell you how the process works in Nashville. So first of all, you have to pay 75 bucks. If you're going to be a producer, that is if you're going to be the one that it's your show, that's going to be out. So you got to pay that. And then to take two classes, $50 each, not very expensive. It, it almost broke uh, our bank though. I literally had to anyway. Um, so when, uh, so that's not very much money. I know a lot of places will do it for free and that's awesome. Right. So anyway, so to kind of keep the riff up raff out, they do have you jump through some hoops. I had to go, those two classes were actually on two separate days, three hours each. So ultimately it's what, 12 hours of learning how to do the stuff. 
And then now I'm at the point where I've got to go and volunteer on three different episodes. And not only that, I've got to produce four. Uh, not only do I have to get my uh, episode idea approved by the program director, which I don't know if it's going to be hard or not, but uh, the you have to after you get it approved, you have to produce four complete 30-minute episodes uh, before they'll even put it on the air. Now, those are the rules that they have at this particular one. It may not be that way with everybody's, but that's the way it is here. So yours will vary, I'm sure, to very lots of different degrees. But I do recommend it. I think everybody should do it. Uh, my my show, I've thought a lot about how to make it make it productive, where I'm not like just rehashing the stuff I've done online, and I can kind of use it for dual purposes. I want to be able to produce new content, stuff that I'm already wanting to work on anyway, and just have an avenue to to talk about it locally, but then also to to put it online as well. So uh, I've been thinking about it, and I think what I'm going to do, the format that the idea is essentially Bible questions kind of thing, kind of broad enough where I can incorporate a lot of different things into that. And so there's going to be a lot of apologetic stuff, but it's a great opportunity to be in the living rooms of a lot of people, you know, that are not saved and that have questions like everybody else about the Bible. And so I'm going to really try to hit those main, the main things you hear about people. Well, the Bible was written by man or how can God exist if, if ever there's evil in the world and, you know, these kind of things maybe, uh, but really have it be evangelistic in nature. And then also we'll focus on the end of it, trying to get people uh, interested in, you know, discipleship stuff, you know, try to get them the Christianity 101 DVDs or, uh, or even just suggest, you know, uh, churches or something like that. I don't know. I don't exactly know how it's going to go or even if it's all going to work out, it may change or whatever. But I think that getting out there locally, as much as I don't want to do that, I mean, I've analyzed my thought process about this and I definitely don't want to do this. I'm, uh, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to and do do this stuff. I, I don't want. I don't. I would rather never talk to like people in high school and stuff ever again. And I'm sure this is going to be like opportunities for everybody to contact me. Like, oh, dude, I saw you on TV, and you know, it's not exactly thrilled about it. But I think it's really important. I think it's what I should be doing. And I think that the internet won't be there forever. And so a lot of the things that you may have noticed that I'm doing now have to do with kind of making this all work in a local area. So there's this kind of thing, but also the the DVDs and stuff that I'm sending out really are hard copies of things that can live a long life outside of the internet. People making copies and things like that do not require the internet in the, in the way that it is now. I expect the internet to continue, but I don't expect it to be as free as it is uh, currently. I think we're sort of in the glory days of the internet right now. Um, but uh, so another thing that I think is what we're working on with the Jehovah's Witness thing, finally have some time to really dig into that. I've got a script pretty well written. I just need to put it all down and, and can uh, talk a little bit more with uh, the guy that I've been working on with that. So all right, a few other things going on here. Quickly, the Revelations Radio Network just added two new shows. Um, one of them is For the Glory of God with Derek Talley, and one of them is Revelations Radio News with Tim from the Tim and Mike Show and Andrew Hoffman, which we're doing a news program. So I'm excited about both of those. You can check them out. Go to Revelations Radio Network. 
com. Go to the shows button, and then you will see them at the very bottom there. Which I've decided I'm just going to start putting the new shows at the bottom, as opposed to making them alphabetically ordered. So sorry about that. But anyway, so they're both going to be great. Derek's show, obviously, great Bible teacher there, Derek Kelly from Spiritualized Ministry, and then everybody knows Tim from Tim and Mike and Andrew Hoffman are like a great duo to sort of get some more news-based stuff. So I'm, I've got really high hopes for that. I hope they continue to uh, continue to do that because I think it's going to be a great resource for everybody and a great addition to the Revelations Radio Network. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, sin. Um, one of the things putting out that uh, legalism debunked and, and, and everything, been really open with sort of past sin issues and stuff like that. And one thing... I was talking with Mike yesterday, and uh, we both kind of felt the same thing as we both felt kind of weighed down recently by old sort of sins, old sort of desires and stuff like that. And I'd been thinking about fasting. I did uh, fast a little bit yesterday about it, and he said he had actually been fasting uh, three days. Mike's, Mike, Mike fasts and stuff really good. He's, he's really good about that. I, I'm not, uh, although I have been, uh, because of this, what I'm talking about here, I've thought, it's something that is a really good thing to do when you're sort of struggling with those kind of old things. And I wanted to encourage people out there. I think after I did the legalism debunked and, and the other podcasts, there's all this sort of introspection about sin, which is a beautiful, good thing. Don't get me wrong. But I don't, uh, at the same time, I want people to know that it, I don't want them to think that I am like, or that anybody that is farther along in their Christian walk or like now no longer de- dealing with sin issues or whatever anymore. I think that I, I probably should have been a little more clear on that and that, that the, the little sin issues, yeah, they are stuff like, you know, uh, anger, pride or greed, you know, and not, I don't have, I wouldn't say I'm a very prideful or greedy person, but that there are, they're there, you know, that they're, 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 you know, they have their sort of hooks and stuff like that. But then there are bigger stuff, you know, that there's the old stuff that can creep in. And I think it's kind of like, you know, you give in a little bit with that stuff and it, and it just, it takes, and it takes a lot, you know, it takes a lot to get it completely beat again Uh, and to maybe not, maybe even if you don't give in a whole bunch to it, but it, it sort of grows in your desire to do it. And even if you give in, I mean, there's all kinds of sort of dynamics there, um, but one thing I was noticing too, how important, and I'm going to play a clip here to, to wrap up the show a little later on from uh, a really cool um, video that I saw recently. And it talks a little bit about this aspect of chinks in our armor and how we have a lot of these breaches in our wall that the enemy uses to get a hold of us, you know. And I noticed this recently in some some attacks and stuff like that with uh, with some people about me and stuff like that, which is nothing new. But I, usually it's stuff that like you know, I mean, I didn't do anything wrong really, so it's pretty obvious uh, that I didn't do anything wrong. But then there's those you know occasions where I like said something I probably shouldn't have or done something I sh- shouldn't have, and it's like Satan never misses a beat. He never lets anything like that go it always gets capitalized on um and that may be more magnified with somebody like myself or or whatever that's sort of you know not all that well liked in certain circles or whatever but that's probably a little putting it mildly in certain circles but 
you know, you know, it's still true for everybody's situation. You, where you are weak, where you mess up, it will be capitalized on. And so a desire for a holy life and a desire for, um, you know, following the Lord and what he says and does is, is important, not just not just to for some reason to just, you know, because the Bible says so, which is, of course, a great enough reason to do anything. But the Bible says so because it's a good thing to do. The Bible says so because um, it it protects you. The Bible says so because the opposite will destroy you in this life, uh, saved or not. I mean, it will ruin your life. I mean, if, if a saved person commits some heinous crime or sin, that sin will just destroy them just as much as it did an unsaved person. But, uh, you know, we could get all wax theological about that uh, if you wanted to. But I just wanted to, to mention that. And what else do I have here? Oh yeah, here's here's a, something I was wanted to talk about too. A good thing to do, and I don't know why I didn't used to do this. Well, I, I might have an idea why I didn't. Is to when you're in a position where you may be tempted, whatever it is that you you know, whatever chink in your armor there is, pray about that temptation. You know, one of the things in the Lord's prayer is to uh, help you resist temptation. And that's a great thing to pray for, you know, especially right before you 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 do or go into a place where you can be tempted like that. Um, pray and be protected in that way. I remember that thought, somebody telling me that, that you know, back uh, before I was saved, actually, I sort of had, you know, sort of people would, you know, I, I basically would have said I was a Christian for a lot of my life. Um, and I remember never wanting to do that because I wanted to do that which I was doing so much that, I mean, even the thought of praying to not want to do it or to pray that I wouldn't be tempted was kind of a repulsive idea in some ways. And that was maybe, again, a kind of an acute version of that. But I think what one of the reasons that it's different now and the reasons I, I feel compelled and, and I really like to pray for protection against those kinds of things is because... I don't, although I, although sin is sin and sin is still there and, and it's always wants, wants you to do it and it's always seems so pretty and everything, it's still something that I'm growing in hatred for. And that hatred, uh, is probably the thing that, that gives me that desire to, to pray preemptively for, for, uh, resistance of temptation of it. So, Again, I really like that everybody is is in the process of, you know, being introspective and resisting sin and, and beating sin issues and stuff like that. I mean, that's a great thing, uh, and I'm so glad to be hearing so much from people about those kinds of issues. So many people lately, uh, you know, are having such great victories in, in salvation and 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 discipleship. It's just been a really great time and. Um, again, if anybody is a new Christian or, or uh, an old Christian that wants to know more or wants to sort of commit to learning a lot more, please get the Christianity 101 DVDs. They're totally free, zero obligation. I'm not going to send you any spam. I'm not going to do anything. I just want to send you four gigs of info uh, about just stuff that I think is important to uh, to know. 
And let's see, finally, I just have a few different things, and I'm going to play this clip. Spanish, I've been learning some Spanish again. It, I took a year off, actually, not intentionally. I think the last time I spoke Spanish with anybody was on my honeymoon, which the anniversary now of our wedding is coming up in, uh, well, pretty soon, August 29th, so the end of the, the month. And uh, that was like the last, and so I haven't really spoken until really, really recently when I was speaking with a uh, missionary to Spain and realized, hey, I still kind of know this and I thought I'd completely lost it. And so kind of jumped back on that. And there's a lot of things like that in my life I'm really trying to be diligent about and try to try to fix and get, get some stuff really just doing better, I guess, in lots of areas. Um, also, YouTube just hit 10,000 subscribers, which is something that I was happy about um, on this backup channel. Ever since the first one got shut down, it was kind of a bummer. I had almost 10,000 at that time. So finally, I'm back to 10,000 with the, with a the new cham channel. If you haven't subscribed to it, that would be awesome. Just go to my YouTube channel and hit subscri subscribe. Um, it, it would just make me feel good. So um, anyway, that's, that's about it. I'm going to play this awesome clip. Uh, kind of about some of the things we were talking about, but it's really it's really broader than that. From a guy named Eric Ludi. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce his name. I don't really know the guy's preaching that much other than the videos that this guy makes. Great videos, by the way, that this guy makes. And uh, he's a really great epic teacher. Somebody said on Facebook that uh, Eric's talks are always epic, and they are indeed epic so uh, i want to play this clip and i'm going to basically just sign out right here if you've got any questions about anything don't hesitate to write make it to the website nowhere to run radio.com you can also watch the video there i'll put this in the show notes if you'd prefer to watch it there thanks to everybody for your prayers uh, they mean a lot please please do keep me in your prayers um just for various reasons uh, i really haven't been asking a lot for them lately but i really could use them thanks a lot and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye a statement in Isaiah basically saying the world is falling apart. Staring back at Israel saying judgment is turned away backward and justice stands afar off for truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. What's a God to do? And he saw that there was no man and he wondered that there was no intercessor. An intercessor basically means one who fills the gap. If you have a walled city and there is a hole in the walled city, you know, just this little part that is like broken down. It's like a pile of rubble and actually you can sneak through it. You know, there's a vulnerability in a time of war. If you have an enemy, what's an enemy looking for? The gate to try and scale the gate. They're looking for breaches or holes in the wall. They're not stupid. They're not going to waste their time going through the front door when they can go through a side little broken down breach. So the enemy, by his very nature, is constantly watching the integrity of the wall. He's looking for holes. We have massive holes in our life that give the enemy access to do with our life what he sees fit to do. We can say, that's horrible. I'm a Christian. Yeah, you're a Christian with breaches. You are not supposed to be a Christian with breaches. One of the key definitions of Christianity could be a man or a woman 
who, whose walls are repaired, who is made strong. Why? So that they are useful to God. And they're not just constantly inwardly fighting demons. They can be outward focused. God says to Israel, I will bless you so that you can become a blessing to the nations. God's pattern is to make you strong so that you're useful. There is a hedge that is supposed to be built up around your life, and it very likely isn't. You need a strong man. You need someone who can step in and fight off that enemy to make you strong so that you can start focusing outward instead of on your own issues. Most of us as Christians, the church is so weak because we have literally less than 1% of our time that is able to focus outward because we are so caught up in our issues and our difficulties. Even the healthiest among us, we have issues. We have difficulties, whether it's relational, whether it's financial, whether it's health, we have issues. And there's a dying world out there. You know that 150 estimated, 150,000 people died and went to hell today? Let's think about this. What did we all do about it? Did we take a step forward in beginning to do something about it? Or are we just stemming the tide from our life falling apart even more than it is? We are living on the defensive instead of the offensive. What we need is the same thing God was looking for back then. The walls are broken down. The city is in disrepair. Israel is, is without a defender. Where's the intercessor? You know who Jesus Christ was? In a nutshell, he's the intercessor. He's the man who stands in the gap. He's the strong man who came and took the full blow upon himself so that we could gather our wits spiritually and awaken and say, I'm in. Thank you for rescuing me. Literally, he took the blow. Everything that was aimed right at you to absolutely decimate your life, he took it square on. Without even a whimper, he took it for the joy that was set before him because he valued you so much. He took the blow. See, one of the things that happens with the life of Jesus, we have a tendency to make him a mousy character. We have a tendency to diminish his manly strength. We are talking about the greatest warrior of all time. In the Old Testament, the term is Lord of hosts, the captain of captains, the general of generals. And he's a general that led his troops into battle with his own life. He's the one that did it. All the rest of the army was cowering in the background. They couldn't fight this army. And he stood up single-handedly and defeated them. That is our intercessor. That is our king. In the same way that he stood for you then, I want you to know, he still stands for you now. When you behold the cross, and you behold the resurrected Christ, and when you behold the ascended Christ who sits at the right hand of the Father, you no longer will just remain where you are. You will say, God, do it all within me. For your glory, make me strong. Make me strong to give. God is looking for an intercessor, someone who will make up this breach. We need to become a body that is thinking about every single one around us, as opposed to ourselves. Coming to church going, I need to be prayed for this week. What about who can I pray for this week? Just a different mindset. It's not what 
this church can do for you, but what you can do for Jesus Christ and this church. Think of that attitude shift saying, God, you made this life and you have called me for more than just to save me. You have rescued me so that I could become a rescuer. Who needs rescued? Who needs help? Who needs me to stand in the gap and take the hit? That's the attitude. It's not your skin and how you can save it. It's how you can spend it for His glory. His Thanks for listening to Nowhere to Run. You can download all of the archives to this show and others I have done for free at NowhereToRunRadio.com. Your prayers and donations are needed and appreciated. You can partner with me to reach many more people with discipleship, apologetics, and the gospel. Go to Nowhere to Run Radio to help support this ministry. Thanks for your time.